Black Jade Nation, ready to talk about some more stuff pertaining to Black American history. And Dylan, do you want to start us off about anything? All right, bro. We were supposed to talk about this Black Panther party and Black Panther the movie. Yeah. We got we got a little side check. Okay, so all right, man. I think I don't want to say they're the same thing, but I think the I don't even want to say the message, but I think it's, it's kind of similar because like like we was talking about earlier. Like Panther Party didn't want to let people in, in like like white people in that group and stuff. Yeah. If you think about it, Black Panther didn't either. That's why they were separated from everybody. And then you know that white dude that actually ended up going in there, they didn't want to let him in at first. Yeah. Because he was white. I think he only got in because he was injured, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So I think that's kind of like I guess you can say how they similar a little bit, but. The Black Panther Party, trust me, I don't know everything about the Black Panther Party. I just know like the significant things. Like they was a powerful group. Like they knew they they knew they stuff like the law. They knew the law, everything. And it was crazy. I heard like I think I heard something like the Black Panther Party, like if one of the people, somebody got pulled over, like by a cop, they'll pull over behind the cop. And make sure the cop like go through like the right, uh, you know, what I'm saying the right approach and stuff. Yeah, I just, I was just like, and that's why they was policing the police. And that's what we need, bro. That's what we need today. Police, police the police. They was policing their own communities too. Yeah, and that's like, bro. That's what we need, bro. I'm not saying we need black people to just keep. I'm saying like police the police, something like. You know, the whole just brutality thing or, you know, black man getting shot or whatever. And all that stuff. And it, obviously, the black man that had no gun on him, no nothing. We need the police to police. Under investigation, why did you, you know what I'm saying, why did you shoot him? Why didn't, didn't you go for your taser? You know what I'm saying? Why didn't you do all these protocols you're supposed to go down? Like, why did you just straight grab your gun first? Like, what's up? For real, like, well, they be going straight for the gun. Like, dang, man. Am I that, am I that much of a threat? You know what I'm saying? That, like, that you have to threaten to shoot me. Or you can't tase me first now. <laughs> if you feel like, if you feel like, I can see if you feel like me being in the car is too, like, you know what I'm saying, too risky. First of all, I didn't choose that job for you. You chose it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I respect all police officers for even doing that, putting your life on the line. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you the one that wanted to be a police officer. You the one that wanted to do this. Nobody forced you. This is something you wanted to do. So go through the protocols. But if you, I feel like if you feel uncomfortable, get me out, my, get me out the vehicle, pat me down, whatever. If you need, you know what I'm saying, if you need my, you know, license or whatever, I hand it to you while you know you're watching me or whatever, give it to you. So you know you can watch my every move. In the car, I can see, you can't see everything I'm doing. You can't see every crease and crevice. So, you know what I'm saying, somebody might have a gun. You know what I'm saying? Can't see, the police can't see all that. But if you feel that it's that bad, take me out the car. You know what I'm saying? 
if you need me to tell you where my, you know what I'm saying, where my uh, registration is, you know, for the car, where my car registration is, I can, you know, take me out the car and let me tell you where it's at. I saw this one skit by somebody. It was a skit. It was a... I don't know if it was King Badgers. No, it was RDC World, I think. Or one, I don't know. It was somebody. But oh, yeah. It, probably it was RDC. like... It was like the police officer was like, put your hands on the steering wheel where I was seeing Right? And okay, the dude put his hands on the steering wheel. And he was like, now, hand me your license and registration. So he took his hand <laughs> off the steering wheel. And the police like, didn't I just tell you put your hands on the steering wheel? He was like, well, how am I going to get the license and registration if you want my hands on the steering wheel? Yeah, he was like, get the license and registration. Then he was like, okay. He was like, I can't do both. He was like, just he was like, put your hands on the steering wheel. Now get your license and registration. I was like, it's funny in that because it's a skit and they was being hilarious, but then at the end, it was a message to it. And he was like, I feel for my life. And then, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like fake shot. And then it was just like, see, like, this man obviously didn't have no plan, no nothing. He was doing what you told him to do. Like, just, I low-key I low want to be a police officer just because I feel like I can get away, I literally can get away with murder, but I'm not just trying to be a police officer just to murder people, but I feel like if I wanted to do something quote-unquote illegal, I feel like I would have a little bit more leeway to do it because I'm on the cool. I, I, I am on the side of the judge and ex- executioner, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on that side. Like, I'm on the side of, I guess, quote unquote, the law and order. So, yeah. I can get away with it because I, I, I would have more connections to, like, the judge and, like, you know what I'm saying? So, if okay. I wanted to do some things and get away with it, I would probably become a police officer. You trying to play GTA in real life, ain't you? <laughs> get away with stuff. Are you trying to mind? Like I, remember, I remember I said something on our, one of our podcasts. I was like, I believe there's a thing as police privilege. Um, yeah. So I want that. Forget white privilege. I want, I want police privilege. I feel like there's something as a police code, like black code, like don't snitch, snitch. No snitches mm-hmm. get stitches, all that, bro. Same thing within the police system. Yeah. That's why nobody steps up and say anything, bro. And then when the good police officers do say something, bro. they... No, like when the good police officers do step up and say something, they get yeeted. They get like thrown, like. Yep, they get fired. They get fired, or they reduce their pay, or something, or they get threatened, or something. Like, yeah, you have good police, but what's the point of having to get police if they can't even say something or do something? Exactly. Yeah, bro, and that and that's crazy. Like, in the words of like, it's not no particular person, but like. Yeah, the words of gangsters but like gang members and stuff like they feel like the people that did the crime so like the police whoever it is the person that did whatever they did like kill somebody whatever they feel like the streets feel like you shouldn't be locked up they should like be let loose you know what I'm saying let the streets handle it basically yeah. and that's why I'm, that's, I'm still I'm still hung up on this police privilege because I just thought of like if I become a police officer, I can kill somebody that I can have like charge versus somebody like some regular civilian or citizen, and I will be in jail shorter than you. I have a, a, a lesser sentence than them just because I'm a police officer, yeah. and we could have like, committed a crime. I feel like some, some, like when that was happening, I felt like 
all I got to do is say, I fear for my life as a police officer. Yeah. That's literally, that's literally a good enough reason. That's all they got to say. And they're just giving the benefit of the doubt immediately. I'd be like, yeah. I'd just be like, well, he was suspicious. And then, like, I yeah. just, like, I think, get released without pay. Then I go to another precinct and I get my job back. I think that's real. That's real scary, bro. I got to feel like for a police officer, like, for you to say that, bro, that's real scary. Because, like, some of these families, bro, they do not play about the person, you know, the person that got, you know, hit up. They do not play about the person, especially if some of these people, like, from on the hood and stuff, like, from the neighborhood, if they, you know what I'm saying, bro? They really, if you get let loose, bro, I would not be happy walking around, bro. I would be stressed walking around, you know what I'm saying? Even in your own neighborhood, white neighborhood, beautiful, you know, everybody jog every day. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have your little jogging group, whatever, every morning. Whatever the case may be, I would be scared to walk around just because, first of all, he didn't have nothing on him. Second of all, you know what I'm saying? He just basically said you feel for your life or he looks suspicious. So that gave you the right to take his life or just start, you know, shooting him. And people like black people take that serious because, like I say, like I say this all the time, that strikes that strikes some type of PTSD basically, like that take you that take black people back to like slavery and stuff. Some people can take some people can take it and just try to leave it to God, but then you got some people that snap on point. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I can't I ain't gonna rest until this man die. You know what I'm saying? You got people like that out here, so it's it's wild. Talking about PTSD. Really? Trey, how do you feel about the N word? I mean, for me, I I I I admit it right now. I'm guilty of using it. I use it around my home voice. You know, this cast is talking my home voice. Now, if I do hear it from, you know, a Caucasian person, at first it's that little, it's that little uncertainty, uncertainty stage. It's mm-hmm. like get a little pause, like what. Cause you, cause you repeat what you just said. Cause now I'm not, I'm not even focused on what you said beforehand. I'm, I'm focusing on the main word that just came out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at your face, your eyes, your body language, what you plan to do, what you probably got on you. I'll, it's that uncertainty stage. Mm-hmm. Now, if they repeat it, oh yeah, I'm feeling some type of way now. I'm like, you ain't gotta say that. I'm, I'm getting there. If they don't repeat it, I was like, all right, you know, maybe it was an accident. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Maybe you ain't mean to say what you meant, like, but just, you know, watch your mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I get there, I'm I'm gone when I get there. I'm I'm completely gone. Like what about what about someone who isn't white? Let's say someone Asian. How would you feel if someone Asian said that word? It's the same thing. It kind of is, yeah. Because it's like you're what about, not really any different. What about person. what about someone? What about someone Hispanic? Same thing. I'm gonna feel, feel confused yeah. if a Hispanic person yeah, called. Yeah, me. yeah, that is confusing, bro. Okay, well, six, I'm gonna be like, you know, six man. He used that word all the time. He's like Hispanic or something, isn't he? Like Mexican? I don't know what he is, but he's like, you know. He be saying yeah. his song. I'm scared for six nine, bro. <laughs> I, I know that I know this off topic of the black history, bro. I'm scared for Zeke Nine, bro. That's all right. Like. He he one straight bullet away from getting shot dead. Oh. 
his bodyguard's not gonna be able to protect him. They show him, like, because he go like he's, bro, he's overstepping all of his boundaries. Like, if it was just oh. one boundary, he stepped over all of them. Like, even the boundaries he didn't know about, he stepped over all no. of them. There's like no bound, like he's created, he stepped over the boundaries that was already created, but then he creates new boundaries that was never there. For real. He steps over those. Like, okay, bro. The whole, like, you know what I'm saying, him snitching thing, right? Okay, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, bro. I'm not going to go to jail for nobody else either, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all want me to shut up and take life, life in prison for, for no, bro. I mean, kind of him saying the N word is like a mixed person saying the N word. You yeah. don't really know what to do. You don't know what to say. So you just like it's like ah. Uh, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, you can kind of get away with it, but at the same time, you half and half. Like you stuck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Sorry. This is like you don't know. You know. It's like you know, but you don't. At the same time. Well, for me, um, like, if somebody asks me, like, or do you think it's okay for white people to use the N-word? Here's my answer. I don't give a straightforward answer because I just don't like to do that. But the way I see it is, if let's say if I was white, I wouldn't use the word. Mm-hmm. I can't control what an, I'm black, but I can't control what another white person say. I mean, like, for me, if you're white and you call me the N-word, I'm not going to, like, have PTSD, that's just me. I never did live through slavery, but I can I can I understand the history of that word, and I'd be like, okay, you just you specific, you could have chose any other cuss word or slur, uh, or, or slur to use at me, but you want to use that one because you understand the history of that word and I understand the history of that word and you use that, you know, to hurt me, you know what I'm saying? You could call me the B word because I'm a woman, but no, you want to use the N word. Because you know that you might you think that might have more weight to it than the B word. Well, they had the Nate Robinson and right. Paul, man. Put him to sleep. <laughs> Bruh. If I if I was white, I wouldn't I wouldn't use that word, but some people like like we say white people so white people be like, I didn't say it with the ER, I said it with like the G A, the A basically. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's the same thing. Because if you think about it, like, some people use the hard R, but then, like, like they use the G-A, too. I feel like they use the A, too, bro. First of all, I mean, oh, my goodness. Like, even if a, if you was black and you use the E-R, if you call me the N-word with the E-R, I'm going to still look at you sideways. Because black people don't even do that. I'm black people do. never use the E-R. I'm going to be like, bro, you're not funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, like what's, you, what you what's want me to call you? you master? Like, don't say that. Yeah, I'd be like, what's to you, bro? Like, why? why? Black people do not do that. We don't use the ER at all. That was all. You want to hear a story? I remember this one time when I was at, okay, because me and I did IB at our school, Trey, for like two years. Oh, Lord. I did oh. IB for two years. After my, after my sophomore year, I was like, this ain't for me. I'm going to give this to the birds because this ain't for me. So the first year I was there, we was reading, uh, what book were we reading? Some racist white book that had like the N-word in it. And um, 
to kill a mockingbird. Kill a mockingbird. That's what it was. It was like it was to kill. It was to kill a mockingbird. I think that's what the book was. And we was reading the book. Like she'll choose. I teach would choose a person to read the book. I like read like a paragraph or a page out loud. And then it was this white person reading, right? And it got to the N word. I was like, Are they gonna say it? And then the teacher just said, Just skip over that, baby. Just skip over the. Word. <laughs> just skip over the word. Boy, I, was, like. I was thinking, and then, the, and then I was like me and one other black kid, uh, in the class, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Are they really about to say this white yeah. this uh word in front of just me and this other black kid in the class?" But they did. Oh, they hesitated. I appreciated the hesitate. Yeah, read to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, we was reading Huck Finn in my uh. Oh, Huck Finn, because yep, yep, yep. I had. I had Mr. I had Mr. Ferris. Oh my! It was like three, four black people in there, including my cousin. She was, I think, Megan mixed. Whatever she is, it was so. It got to that page in the book, and we all just meeting eyes. You like, we're going to just wait, just wait. And then one of the white kids got it. So he's like, all right, all right. What he gonna say? What he go? It was funny because when they got to it, you know how the radio will bleep out curse words. Yeah. She was like, and then he bleep, and it kept going. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh. It just completely threw me off. I was like, you know what? I applaud you for that. Yeah. I feel like those. I feel like those situations are the best. Like I got a story too. I think it just put pressure on. Like I don't want to say pressure, but it just like make you think. Like the white people in that moment, it's just like, are they gonna say it? Like, cause some white kids will slip up and just be like, you know what I'm saying, and say it, and now they won't care about nothing in the world. They just, you know, saying it. It's yeah. like, at McGill, you know, majority white, but for some reason, this class it was almost half and half. So it was a bunch of black, it was a bunch of black kids in my classroom, and we was to kill a mockingbird, and like we was reading that, and this white kid was from reading. And then it was coming up to his part. As soon as like it came up, he paused, and all the black kids were looking at him like, <laughs> <laughs> like say, it, I dare you, I double Yeah, like, like we just looking like. And then our teacher was just like, "Yeah, go." She was like, "Don't say the word." She was just like, "Skip over if you come to a word like that." He was like, "Yeah, you better." Somebody said, "Yeah, you better skip over." <laughs> he was like, "Damn, boy." Man, I got a I got a question. So you know how like white people be like scared to say like the N word in front of black people? Cause I know there's some white people out here, they just be saying it like in the comfort of their own home or they might yeah. only say it around other white people. They but be they don't each other the N word sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean like, I bro, neither neither of y'all are black. <laughs> that's that's a confusing conversation, but y'all don't know what y'all is. But like, yeah, so some white people will hesitate to say it in front of black people. Now, will black people be hesitate to say the N word in front of white people? Like this, like, or do you think like if if like two black people said the N word around white people, does like the white person get uncomfortable, like hearing two black people say that? Or like, I just I, that's just a question. I need to ask a white person that question. Do like if y'all hear two black people say the N word, do y'all get uncomfortable or do y'all get upset because like they can say it and I can't? Like I'm trying to, I want to. I tell you right now, I've seen it go both ways with that. I've had some white friends that just that don't care, and I've had some that'll kind of you know 
pull me to the side a little bit and be like, could you, could you, could you stop saying it so much? Cause I, you know, I, I've seen it from both routes. I've seen it from both yeah. routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have you ever made the mistake of actually calling a white person a nigga though? That yeah, yeah, I do that. That it strikes me for a minute because it's like, oops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it ain't even it ain't even like a oops moment. It's just like I do. It's like just the comfortable. I guess you could say comfortability. Like if I'm cool with you, like I'm a of course I'm a simple to call you like like anywhere. But it's just like. At, in that moment, I'm just like in the moment, but I feel like it can go both ways. They'll be like, you know, some kids be like, you know what I'm saying? No, don't call me that or whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then you got some kids that, like you say, don't care. Some, some of the white kids be happy because they, they be trying to be black in any kind yeah. of way. They're like, yeah. they're, like, they're like, I'm a part of the culture now. He called me the N word. Yeah, there's another there are some black people that don't care if white people call like if you if you're black and you're really really close with this white person you grew up with them or whatever and they the white person called them an n-word they don't have a problem with it but one thing that i want to say if you're white right and you have your black friend he don't care or she don't care that you say it just because you get a pass from them don't mean you get a pass from every black person because they real who you can use the n-word with it's an individuality thing. Just because, just because Jerry, your black friend Jerry, let you say it, don't mean Jerome from South Central is gonna be cool with you saying saying it around him. Because not every black person think the same or feel the same about that word. You know what's funny about what you just said, like the names you just said. Mm-hmm. Like I did that on for real, like literally, bro. I know they probably gonna listen because they listen to the podcast, but them, them, them the names of my uncles. They <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, "Hey, Jalen, talk about me on this day." I ain't never said nothing to a white person before. Oh, I, I, I know somebody named Jerry. <laughs> so they probably think we talk about nah, like Uncle Jerry, Uncle Jerome. We not talking about you. <laughs> I think my thing would be like, I don't know why you gotta want to say it so bad. Like if the roles were reversed. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just openly call a white person a redneck. Like, oh, I'm just like, I'm not. Exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna openly do that for you. To you. Yeah, bro. That's because it's just like. Like that's how I say. Like if I was white, and I understand like the history of what white people did to black people back then, I wouldn't. That's just me. It's like a respect thing. Whether yeah. that black person was okay with me saying or not, I'm just not gonna do it. Just you know what I'm saying. Just out of respect. But exactly. It's just like because it, it don't it don't it well to me it don't feel right. I believe it shouldn't feel right, but you know that time and time again things happen. Things happen. Kind of like how the Black Panther Party did, which you know kind of brings this full circle if you think yep. about it. Yep. <laughs> well, I just well, I just thought like just we just talk about it a lot. It just go in a circle. It has. It really has. And it, because the topic, like, there's so much to talk about. Really? It's really, it like, we're barely scratching the surface of the iceberg, really. Exactly, bro. Bro, it's just like the crest of the earth, bro. Like, we dug in the earth so much, bro. We haven't even, we only have the earth crust. 2%, 2% of the earth crust. Bro, that's crazy. And how much we dig holes and all that stuff in the earth, bro, when they hit 2%, that's basically this whole conversation. Basically. 
2%, probably not even 2, probably 0.5%. Now, how this relates to the movie Black Panther, I would probably, you know, they got that whole little barrier around Wakanda. Yeah. I say in a way, we, we don't have like a physical barrier, but, you know, we, we all have our own our own little barrier, and what we what we don't want to hear is inside that barrier. What we want to keep out is inside. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like the whole Wakanda thing is kind of like, or the whole Avengers, it's how you look at it, man. Because now that we're talking about black history, think about it. Wakanda, they didn't, nobody went to Wakanda, nobody, except for the people that was from Wakanda. Nobody went to Nothing under that. And if you think about it, in Avengers, like the other characters are white, basically, and from the outside world, which is United States, you know, America, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's kind of a play on everything because, you feel me, the outside world, basically, outside Wakanda, which is, if you think about it, the black community before slavery, and then all of a sudden, you got the outsiders coming into your stuff, and now it's chaotic and all this crap, and it's kind of stirred up. It's kind yeah. of, you know, in a way, I, I guess you can say it's kind of like somewhere to say. If you're really looking that deep, if you're reaching that deep, you can like, you can yeah. find something. I could like Brad Pant. The movie really did have a lot of good messages to say, like a lot of, a lot of those, and a lot of quotes that make you just think and remember like how things were at the same time keeping true to a fantasy movie in a way like stay true to the universe it's in while making comparisons and telling a story about the universe we live in i'm not even gonna lie the art the art the art in that movie was beautiful everything like that civilization was beautiful. <laughs> bro, bro, to be honest, bro, when that movie came out, no, no kidsy, bro, no cap. I really thought Wakanda was a place, bro. But ain't Wakanda a place, bro? I really thought that. I thought my braining was a thing. Um, I was, I was like, I was going around like I need some vibranium. It's like you know that's not real, right, bro? What? I'm like, bro, Wakanda is a place, but it's really not. I really first, week, first week after that movie came out, had everybody walking up the block, caught up forever. Real, everybody. I'm just like, bro. I don't even know what made me think it was real, but I just like, bro. Wakanda is an actual place. I think the art was so good. I'm just like, bro. This is this is. I, I need to go to Wakanda, bro. I'm like, mom, we need to move to Wakanda. That, that's a nice civilization, bro. But I'm it's not. Though. It's not a place. I'm just, I'm just over here fantasizing about a place that's not even real, but that's how powerful the movie was. Cause it's just like, dang, made you think like this civilization of black people, this culture is so beautiful. And knowing it's not real, I'm just like, dang. So that means vibranium not real either. And an interpretation I had was like, this is a group of African Americans having to. Like while they're dealing with this issue over here, one of the other main issues of the movie was they didn't want to open themselves up to anybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. seeing how things went in their past, 
how they were treated in the past. Once they got that barrier, they didn't they didn't want to they didn't want to share their resources. They wanted to keep what they had to themselves and only to themselves, only allowed for themselves to enter in and out of the portal. Now they send some people out and kind of you know see the world, but they wouldn't get involved with anything. And while they were dealing with you know Claw and Killmonger within their own home, they mm-hmm. were also dealing with themselves in terms of is it time that we open ourselves up to uh, yeah. the rest of the world? Yeah, I had a problem with that. I was like, I felt like they shouldn't have opened themselves up. First of all, you got your own problems within your own people. Now you're opening up your world to the uh, other world's problem. You open yourself up to America, to the Middle East, um, to Asia. They already, you don't want, you got your own problems in Wakanda. You don't want to, no. No. Share with who? Share who? Share what? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I don't I'm sorry. Call me stingy. I don't care, but I want to share it. I mean, I feel 50-50 with it by the end of the movie. I was like, you know what? Give them a little bit and see how far they take it. No, because if you give someone an inch, you know the rest. They're going to take them out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. So, all right. That all say that. T'Challa was too nice of a person. Real. Good kid. Real I, good I, kid. I, I feel nice. like Killmonger would have been a better leader. That's just me, though. Man, Killmonger was the hardest character in that movie. He straight came out and said, this is your king. For real. <laughs> oh, no, the that part that made is. me laugh, the part that made me laugh, he was like, hey, auntie. Hey, auntie. That's was funny, bro. That's what was funny. I'm like real savage, bro. For you to just walk in, uh, basically a council that can really tell you, like, if you die, live, and he's just going that month and be like, hey, I take. <laughs> That's uh, crazy, bro. Yo, man. He wasn't even a bad guy. He really wasn't like this arch evil like dude. He really wasn't. I mean, they did kill his father. They killed him. Too. Like, they ain't, they ain't give him no trial. They ain't, no. Well, in fairness, he did kind of Set himself up for that, but still. Killed him, man. When he killed his quote-unquote girlfriend, I was like, that was hard. Don't let these girls get in your way of your dream. Yeah, man. He's he like, forget you. Yeah, he killed her. He killed her flat out. I was just like, dang, bro. That's how you feel it, bro. That's how you, that's how you come in. He just killed her. I'm like, oh, goodness. Not hey. to mention, that suit he had, that black and yellow... Ooh. Oh, that joint was cold, bro. That joint was too cold. And with cold? the dreads. I think he was like a Jaguar. And it was they crazy. Because if you think about it, it's kind of like real versus evil. If you look at it, like T'Challa took the, the one that was less blingy, kind of like, you know, just being like everybody else, being equal to everybody else. But he took the one that was High pricing, basically high pricing, look flashy stuff. I looked at it like that a little bit, kind of the, kind of the separate. Like it really went to show you, like there's a problem in the black community that we first need to deal with before we can try to handle everybody else's issues in the world. Like that's we can't why we should have stayed. Do that first. Not. So you got a, you got a good point right there. Like for real. 
Because you can't just can't can't do that for real. We're gonna end it right here. We're about to end in like ten seconds. Thanks, JV yeah. Nation. Jaden's corner. Designing your crafting needs. T-shirts, glasses, mugs, and wreaths. You name it. Just call me the Pinterest Diva. Contact us on Instagram at Jaden's underscore corners or contact us on Facebook at Jaden's Corner.